It was nice. I I I just try to keep it low enough that you can't tell the the how bad my voice is. I go. Well, first off, you are actually a singer, so I don't know why you think your voice is bad. It's your timing. You know what? I and it's not even really your timing. It's the fact that when one of us is talking, it sounds like the other one isn't. So you'll stop to try to catch up, but you're really actually in time. But then when you stop to catch up. Then you go out of sync. Does that make sense? <laughs> Do you know what I like is that this is episode 40 and I don't think there's been one episode that we haven't had to have notes on. No, there was one episode where you murdered it. <laughs> I know that. I remember that for sure. I remember, I distinctly remember one particular episode after the, it was before the, it was before we added that. And I was like, Steven, <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. One out of 40 is pretty bad, but I, but also we're trying to get a person to do content. We could have the person just splice up the initial part of me messing it up, then giving excuses for why I had messed it up. It's like, oh, it was the Zoom. Oh, I, I wasn't on. Oh, that one. I don't know. I, whatever. And one out of 40, I mean, if you almost had a, a heart attack 40 times and you only had it once, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, but also if one out of 40 dentists were to approve a piece of gum, then I'm pretty sure that gum would give me some sort of intestinal cancer. But if one out of 40 Trump family members recommended something, that's pretty good. That thing's probably pretty good. (laughs) That's good. No, yeah, you're always a a glass half, one fortieth full type of a person. Yeah, yeah, let's let's keep it half full. And that other that other space, that's just room for more. <laughs> See? What's yeah. what's good with you? What's good? Oh, uh, I'm doing I'm headlining a show in Philly this Saturday. What's that all about? Um, you know what? I'm not sure. My friend, remember Josh? Yeah, yeah. He um, connected me to this guy and I'm not 100 percent. What I here's what I do now. The original flyer they sent me to promo, I just hard passed on that. And I was like, hey, yo, I'm going to make a new flyer. So I made the new flyer. You want me to show it to you while we're talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I made the new flyer. And then, and I said, look, just tell them I'll make a flyer for free. Like, don't even worry about it. I'll just make a new flyer. And uh, and then Josh is like, hits me up and he's like, yo, uh, the dude went ahead and, and paid the guy that he originally paid to make the flyer. And I was like, okay. And then he sends me the new flyer, trash. It's so I'm like, no. I, I was like, dude. I said, um, please let him know that I'm never using that flyer. Like, <laughs> hey, let me show you this. Okay, so this was the original flyer. Okay, there's a lot of things going on, and they're right. Just so it's let's because this is an audio audio platform. So there's about ten ugly sweaters copied and pasted throughout an eight by 10 piece, eight by 11 piece of paper. Eight- well, that's because he booked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven comics plus me. So eight comics are on the show. Mm. And then I made this flyer. Wait, I can't see oh. it. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Give me one second. I'm going to show you. I did a show with 11 people on it on Saturday and no. I was like tripping because the show was supposed to start at eight thirty, I think. But like, I didn't get out of my first show till nine. Okay, new flyer. This is a flyer clean. I, yeah, that's a flyer I made. Right, clean, sharp. You can see it. And even though there's so many comics on it, because he wanted everyone's pictures on it, and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, I still feel like this is significantly better than that one I showed you, right? Sure, but I also understand that if you have already given money to no, somebody you're, you're missing it he paid the guy again oh right that's why i was like dude i'm gonna do one for free right like you could say you're not gonna use that gross flyer anyway so just never mind anyway i'm still using my flyer cool <laughs> cool um hit frankie up if you need any flyers for your show 
Um, oh, yeah, I make dope flyers, like, for real. Um, I did a show on Saturday that was at this, like, it was, like, a, a big art installation of a house. Uh, not unruly, but just, like, this, it was, like, only blocks away from there. Really dope That spot, sounds fun. But it was, like, 11 people on the lineup, and then it was a whole-ass no. house party afterwards. So, I, no. I got there about an hour late after the show was supposed to start. And I still didn't go up for like two hours, probably. Um, probably like two hours that I just hung out. Um, but it turned out to be like a big old, there were DJs and there were, you know, nefarious things floating all over the place and floating. That was a good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. I had a big old solo weekend. I, I did some shows Friday, ended up nice. at ended up at a party where it was just a lot of dancing. And then Saturday nice. was a house party. And then Sunday I made a big old meat sauce, watched football and smoked weed all goddamn day. Fucking I love that. I it. love that for you. I drove back from New York. What, what, what night was it? Saturday night? Friday night. No, you had all your that shows was Saturday, Saturday night. Right, right. You're true. It was Saturday night at, um, 12th, I left there at 1 a.m. From the cellar? And I got home. Yeah, from the cellar. I got home a little bit before 5. Damn. Yeah. And then okay. what does Sunday look like? Like, I don't see my day is spent. Like, if, if I'm getting in at 5 o'clock, then Sunday, it, I had to learn. I had to learn lines. I had those two auditions do. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. So I learned lines and then I, I recorded early morning Monday. And how did it go? I mean, I think I did great, but you know, you never know what's, you know what I mean? Like you just, when you do auditions, at least from my experience, I do the auditions and I put them in the ethos and I don't, I try not to think about them anymore. Um, and if it, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I think I have a good, <laughs> I think I have a good shot at this one because the casting actually asked for me specifically to read for it. Oh, cool. It's well, it's for the part of a stripper. Okay. So when I read it, I was like, um, I text my agent. I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me you know i'm not a strip you know i don't have stripper body right, so i'm right. like i don't think this is for me and he's like well they specifically asked for you and i was like i mean i said okay if they're willing to like do all of the shit that needs to happen to make this look strippery i'm down i'll play a stripper sure um so we'll see i might i might be on your tv soon with my um with all my business out damn that, that will be I think I that's when you've made it is when your titties are out on on screen. I mean, that's when I've made it. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame. Like I have I'm not I have no shame. I have lots of pride, but I have no shame. Like I'm not I've never been embarrassed of myself in that way. I know what it is. And so and I, I got mercilessly teased as a kid. So all of that shame and embarrassment of what I about what I look like. I'm like, oh, OK, I've had the worst of the worst shit said to me. So. You don't like it, don't look at it. But if you like it, what's up? What's good? <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of my shame and embarrassment used to come a lot from how did somebody interpret the thing that I did? But mm. I think that I'm I'm lucky that 99.99% of what I do is from a good place, right? Like it's yeah. never like malicious. So it's a recent thing that I'm like, oh, word, there's no reason to... Uh, be ashamed of any of the actions that you're making. It's like, yeah, you could be fucking up here and there, but it was with a good intention. And so, like, I the shame part of it goes away for me anyway. I dig it. Yeah, I dig that. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to try, fuck shame. Shame's for. Oh yeah, I don't. Have, and I don't have time for this. Is the thing. This is the bottom line. Nobody's perfect. I don't give a shit how many surgeries you get. I don't care how much you work out. I don't care what you do, how much therapy you go to. You're never going to achieve perfection. It's just not a thing that's going to happen. And, you know, some of us are very far from perfection. <laughs> and that's just their station in life. And then some of us are somewhere in the middle. And you know what? Who gives a fuck? You get what I'm saying? Like, what, what does it really matter? Here's what I know. All of the things that I enjoy doing, I don't have a problem. The way that I look, my aesthetic has never been a hindrance for me to do any of the things that sure, I enjoy I hear doing. That. I never have a problem 
going out to dinner. I never have a problem getting on stage. I don't have a problem spending time with my family. I don't have a problem making money. No problem getting a job. I can get a man. I can get a woman. You know what I mean? Like all of the things I enjoy, I don't, I can do that shit, right? I can do that shit the way I look right now. And if I make some improvements, <laughs> I'm gonna be a fucking problem. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be an issue for some motherfucker. So for sure, as long, was, I mean, yeah, it's also this like. thing of uh, once once you're once you're okay where you are, any improvements are just icing on the cake. You're just I bang say that shit again, Steven. It's say just it one icing on the cake, baby. Although every Boom. Christmas. I'm usually good about like, I, you know, I don't mind being short. All the things that you have said, like, I don't have any yeah. trouble uh, doing the things that I want to do. Oh, no. Let's be clear. Steven fucks. Steven does fuck. Steven, be- Steven does yeah. fuck. I was being humble about it. Steven does fuck. But um, <laughs> it. No, don't be humble. Because I'm, I'm sorry. No, not, I'm not trying to sweat your dick or anything, but. Of the dudes I know that I spend, you know, significant time with, you definitely fuck the most. Like, Aww, and I, I know that you're just saying I know that. that might sound weird, but Stephen and I spend a lot of time together, and I live I live in his house <laughs> when I'm in, in in New York, so I know like and that's why I know. Fucking. Yeah, I'm not being a creep, but yeah, like you, I'm like I be telling Charles, I'm like. Stephen B, like he, uh, he does all right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I try to do it in a way that's not fuckboyy, but I. It's not fuckboyish, but he is on some. He's on his Pete Davidson right now. I'm on, like, yeah, yeah, with my Kim K's, with my Kim yeah. K's. I, yeah, he's on his P. He's on his PD. Every Christmas season, though, I am reminded that no one will let me be a mall Santa. I <laughs> just never doesn't it you it, never try to just play your role and just say let's elf this shit up no because that's that's when i've accepted accepted a fate that somebody else has put in front of me i say i will never Fair. be your elf i will never I be will your be elf your santa is santa or mrs claus or nothing else <laughs> <laughs> that's why i can't get an agent is every time they like they're like okay we're excited you're you're a uh, great talent what do you think and i was like santa get me a role as santa they're like I lit. I literally think that's the only role we can't get you. I was like, "Get me Santa or get a new job, you piece of shit." And so agents don't really stick with me. So, like, do you know how to ice skate? You, can you be a Smurf on ice? Yeah. No, Santa, motherfucker. You put a Santa hat on that Smurf, and I will consider it. <laughs> Hilarious. Every every, um, every Christmas, we get my mom a Christmas gift that she doesn't want. That's love it. And so last. Well, 2019, we got our WWE uh, SmackDown tickets. Your dicks. And this year, we're getting her medieval times and, and making her dress up in all medieval garb. To you guys are trash. <laughs> just so you know. So last time she got us because we told her we were going to Barclays Center, and she looked up what was happening at Barclays Center and found out while we were in the middle of taking her to Buffalo Wild Wings to chug beers. <laughs> <laughs> Hilar- uh, so this job that I'm I might be locking down is that oh I shouldn't say that well I'll tell you later okay yeah it, it does- only because huh Do you get free buffalo wild wings is that is that can we can you will you ask them to cut this little this what I'm about to sure. say like bleep over it sure um so it's the company I'm going to be working for is Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So free tickets, bitch. Like, yeah. Okay. How do we put some sort of like, ah, now that it'll show up in the thing and then I'll be like, oh, boom. when there I we scream. Go. Well, what time, how long in the recording are we? You can just timestamp it. Oh, I don't have that because it's on Zoom. Oh. So. No worries. It's just yeah, a so- technical thing that we'll figure out later. So, so, so we'll, we'll call it about 19 minutes in. We'll call it about 19 minutes. I think right when I, I, what's cool is if I just yell, if I go, Matt, Matt, right here, Matt. This is how we communicate with our editor. We, that, that how that's, so, it's, I mean, the thing about, the thing I love about that is the level of professionalism. <laughs> it's just so professional and technical. Like really, when you get down to it. It's funny is when I send a script to somebody, it's literally on a Word document where I'm just double spacing and centering everything. I would murder. I would. I would drive to your house and kill you. And then when I'm supposed to be giving him like direct number or like time of like this is when you shut off 
the thing. Instead, I'm just Matt. Matt. Shout out to our editor, Matt. Matt. Hilarious. We're gonna keep some of that. Should we bring our Should we bring our guests on? So we're doing something a little bit different this episode. We have a dear friend, fellow comedian, and a fellow fundraiser. Shut up. And we're going to talk with him, and he's going to talk about some of the shows that they do, some of the uh, great organizations that they work with, uh-huh. and then we'll pick one at the end of the show, and we'll make sure it's in the show notes. And you guys, as you listen, you can give your money to that cause. And Steven looks like he's dodging a dick. I don't know why. Oh, he's intentionally doing it. That's what's up. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, give a warm nonprofit welcome to our dear friend, Mr. Chris Blackwood. Chris Blackwood in the house. Hey. hey. I'm in the house. You are, you are audio from an audio fashion. You are in the house visually. Yes. Thank- not in the house, but also it's a podcast dog. We don't even need to see you. That's true. Th- thank you so much for clearing that of up. Course. Yeah. I was, I was like, what's even happening here? This isn't the house I used to be in inside of. Yeah, no, this is great. Wait, did um, you, or you just bought a house, didn't you? Yeah. Are you yeah, in that house? That's, that's where I am. I'm inside of it right now. Yeah. If I bought a house, I, I would it. never have a background. I would just be showing people this is my motherfucking uh, house. Yeah. I did that for a while. Then it was like, this is my motherfucking office sure. that I'm always inside of. And this is like the motherfucking wall and file gap. These are the that, only decorations you know, I have. Exciting. That's why we're that's why we're really pointed at the corner of the room. You got this. I when it's I good. When you I, got this. Don't forget. That every morning I'm like, I do got this. You got yo, that was the mantra. You got this was the mantra through especially when I first got to New York. I was just like, You got this. Every morning I just wake up. I was selling weed cartridges. I was like, you got this. You're going to dig on out. You got this. You got this. You got this. So- Man, you'd be the best Santa, by the way, Stephen. You. Like, you can literally just say that and give people weed cards uh, at a mall. You'd be so, uh, man, you would be changing childhood. There was, there was, uh, um, guarantee you that much. the first time that I ever, when I got to New York, I, it, I'm going to tell this quick because this is supposed to be about you, but here it goes. But, um, <laughs> when I first got to New York, I was promised a job. I showed up and the job was pulled out from under me. Long story short, the kid had Asperger's and we had some communication issues. And so I'm in town. I have just forged my, my rent agreement saying that I have X amount of money coming in and now I have no money and rent to pay. So I just started selling weed cartridges. And so I start going to bodegas around New York and selling weed cartridges. So the first one that this is the funniest story I've ever heard. And I have no clue why you don't tell this on stage anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should, huh? But the first one that I uh that they're like, okay, let's do business. It's it's some Arab dudes, right? And that's important because Arab dudes really know how to negotiate and they know when to negotiate. And so we have 21 cartridges. It's the first deal. We're just gonna, you know, keep it light. And I had told them it was gonna be $25 a cart. They're like, word. And so I show up and I just have a black grocery bag full of cartridges and and I and I show up and I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just standing there and the guy's at a raised bodega situation so he's like two feet above the general population and so he just waves me over he tells me to get on back and so I get on back and I'm just holding this grocery bag and I'm freaking out I have no idea what I'm doing like but I just I've got to make money and so I'm just like um I got I got him do you have the money and he's just like one one second and then a cop walks in and now the cops in line and now I'm standing there behind the thing and now I'm freaking out cuz this is not what I'm allowed to do there was only two more months three more months before New York would make this legal and so i i was i was scared and i didn't know what to do and i was trying and now he's like okay so it's 21 per cart and i was like no that's not what we agreed on he's like that's what we're paying and then at that point in time somebody asks me to make a chicken parmesan because they think i work at the fucking bodega. And so now I'm making a chicken parmesan as I'm negotiating with this Arab dude who is just a very good negotiator and not a great negotiator. He knows what position he's working with right now. There's a cop right there and he's trying to scare me into just selling the shit and get out. And so I left the chicken in the, in the toaster situation. Like, you know how it's like a conveyor belt toaster and then it and so it's at the bottom and it's waiting there and I'm trying to negotiate with the guy. I'm trying to make the thing because then you got to put the cheese on the chicken right away because it also won't melt. And then you got to double cook it. Now you got a burnt chicken, Parmesan. Long story short, 
he talked me down. I made no profit. Um, I just needed to get out so bad. And then as soon as I made the deal, the cop gets to the front of the line and the guy just hands the cop a wad of cash. So it was completely crooked. The cop was completely crooked anyway. So I had nothing to be tripping about. But he made a Parmesan. I made like a chicken a Parmesan. Chicken parm- yeah. yeah. That's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> this random dude yeah. off the street who has not washed his hands, yeah. probably <laughs> doesn't have gloves on. He's just like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll make your chicken parm. That's hilarious. That means like that's, there's that's so many different suppliers of different goods that maybe are making sandwiches behind the counter there. Like the guy that just brings in batteries. He just- He's also making goods. But fuck that bodega. Chris Blackwood, tell mm. us who you are and why are we talking to you? Uh, thank you for the question. And thank you for the story also, Stephen. <laughs> and uh, I, for anyone who might say that story is not relevant, it is because it sounds like you made a nonprofit. Transition, so, transition, transition. There you go. There you go. I was like, this is a transition. So there you go. I hate you I'm both. A, I'm a professional. Please go um, ahead. <laughs> so uh, yeah, who am I, and what do I do, and and that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm a I'm a person who uh, enjoys the pursuit of comedy and uh, enjoying life and uh, helping make life more enjoyable for other people. Uh, so that is really at the center of my organization, Grassroots Comedy DC. Um, although we are soon to drop the DC from the name, oh, nice. uh, and uh, and yeah, so that's it, that is what we do. Uh, y- y'all know this, but for the audience, you know, Grassroots Comedies we've been around since 2015. We started just. Super scrappy, another local comic in the DC area, and I started this thing with the idea of uh, just getting a bunch of shows going. Some shout outs, what, lay, lay some names down. Matthew Dundas, Matt oh, Dundas, Dundas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll share this with him um, uh, for that yeah, the specifically. Dundee. The Dundee, yeah, that's a nickname I should start calling him. But the Dundee. Anyway, we, the Dundies, yeah, the Dundies from Dunder Mifflin. Right. Mm, that's right. right. I was thinking no, crocodile. No unfortunately. Oh, that's another Dundee. That's another Dundee. Um, so anyway, this particular Dundee and I started this thing in 2015 with the idea that we would just uh, help orchestrate a bunch of comedy shows because DC is a very DIY comedy town. Sure. Uh, yeah. It turns out uh, it didn't work out too well initially. Uh, there were some shows that we were able to sort of be connected to, but ultimately people were like, uh, why are we in this? What's in it for us? We don't really see the benefit and like we were not turning out enough audience. So anyway, 2016, the election comes through and uh, Matt and I, who also, by the way, are like diehard lefty liberals, and uh, have spent our whole careers uh, outside of comedy in the nonprofit world. We were both like, oh, shit, this is terrible. What can we do to benefit from it? <laughs> um, and how can we, you know, maybe benefit other people at the same time? Like, how can we use this anxiety that this election has fostered, particularly in, you know, a liberal town like D.C., where... Sure people's jobs are like legitimately being threatened among many other social issues, pretty much all of them. Uh, so uh, we were like, yeah, maybe we can harness this and, and make some good from it. So we uh, had a fundraiser with Planned Parenthood two weeks before the Women's March, uh, right before the inauguration. I think I was on that show. You were, you had on that show. Frankie. Yeah, I was going to say I was on that show and I'll never, yep. they gave me a pen Yep. Uh, that said, uh, don't fuck with us and don't fuck without us. <laughs> and That's that great. pen, actually, Bella, or Bootsy, took that pen and she was wearing it every day to school. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can I wear That's... this pen? I said, absolutely you can. And if anyone uh, says anything, you send them my way. I love that. That's such good parenting. It I is. That so yeah. That's freedom um, of speech, baby. Like, yeah, the yeah. topic is topical. And the, yeah. the little um, sixth graders need to see that. So go ahead. Hell yeah. Plant the seed, and if you don't like it, abort it. You know. Well, they—I mean, they um, caught literal. They caught yeah, yeah. fourth graders or fifth graders at her school doing, you know, sex stuff. Yikes! Yeah, and I'm like, okay, okay. so I feel like that pen worse. is fine. Mm-hmm. We actually fourth need grade. that pen. Anyway, go ahead. 
Agreed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you were on that show. You I were was. part of the magic. Yeah. And um, one thing that was, I mean, there are many things that were great about it, but we sold, we sold out. We sold nearly a hundred tickets within 24 hours. So we were like, oh yeah. shit, we might be onto something. Let's try that again next month. So we did it again. We found another issue that was under fire, immigration, immigrant rights. And same thing, sure enough, within 24 hours, sold out venue. So we're like, whoa, shit, let's do that again. And so did a show for Black Lives Matter, same thing, sold out right away. And, uh, you know, fast forward to the present, we have had, I think we're at uh, 65 fundraiser shows for 57 organizations. And we've raised uh, just about $40,000. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. So you're taking oh, yeah. taking the DC out. Where where is the next the next what does yeah. growth look like for grassroots? That's such a good question. The roots are the roots are firmly planted, and now there is a there's a beautiful harvest that is coming above it. So uh, we are transitioning to a nonprofit, a 501c3. Hey. Finally, this has been sort of an idea since the conception. But uh, Inception or concept, I don't know. Anyway, since the beginning. Um, and uh, it's finally happening. So it is a bitch to become a nonprofit. I don't know if you're all familiar with the process. They, it can cost up to $4,000 yeah. just to do it because they just want to make sure, you know, <laughs> they want to make sure that you don't have a profit. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of work. We we found ourselves in a pro bono attorney who's been helping us along. Okay. And uh, we, we're finally there. We're like at the very final stages. It's hands off. They're just going to take us the rest of the way. So the reason that's huge and significant for us is that's going to make us qualify for all kinds of grants. There's many grants out there that are at that intersection of uh, civic engagement and comedy. I. Uh, also, it's going to enable us to have fundraisers for ourselves. Will be the cause, sure, yeah. the intersection of comedy and making the world a better place. We will be that cause, and um, we believe we can rally people behind it. Uh, so there's that. With that, we're expanding. We're we're hiring. So there, there's a plug. Anyone who's interested in being involved, hiring. There's going to be actual money. What type involved. of opportunities are you we, hiring for? Excellent question. So we are looking for a grant writer. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking for a sound engineer and we're looking for uh, someone to help us with video production mm, in particular. Okay. So do you, if do you there's anyone out to, there who's um, interested? The nonprofit center in Farragut West? Uh, no. Basically a free library for nonprofits and groups that want to be nonprofits and they have classes all day or like, I'm, yeah. I don't know what COVID, what it looks like with COVID, but they have classes all day. And so like when I was initially going to start a nonprofit, I was there like all the time and that it's a library with all sorts of different resources, but also tons of people that are doing all of the things. So like there, there'll mm -hmm. be classes on grant writing. And then you go there and there's a lot of people from other organizations and people that freelance grant writing that are just going to learn more. So you can kind of like source people there. There's, a, there's anybody that's listening to this in DC, the nonprofit, oh, shoot. I believe it's just called the nonprofit center, but um, it, it is a resource that everybody should use and it is very free. Um, let me see. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Profit center. Down. Let me confirm that that's um, what it's called. Also, the pro, the pro Bono Center, uh, the D.C. Pro Bono Center is also an excellent resource. Okay. That's, that's where we found our pro bono attorney. Uh, so you go in there, you make an argument for wanting to become a, a legit nonprofit, and uh, uh, they'll match you with someone if they believe you. And uh, Yeah, it is this yeah, thing that it's been no matter helpful. what your cause is, like they don't make it easy to help. Mm -mm. But, and in defense for good reason there's lots of people that start nonprofits just to funnel money and just to do all sorts of nefarious things but um mm -hmm. it is not easy just to that never even crossed my mind 
That's so funny. That never even that people do. But yeah, duh. People definitely probably do most, that. Ew. Most money mm-hmm. that is given now, especially especially once it's adjacent to politics, is just black money that just disappears and goes into. Can we call it white money? I don't like. Being Let's call it. Yeah, yeah. That makes white money. Probably more it, accurate too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. It mm-hmm. is. It is the whitest money. It is Cayman <laughs> Island white money. Right. At least peach. Yeah, right. It um, is rosy fair. because it is embarrassed <laughs> that you caught it money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but, so, okay. So then. That's so, exciting. You have a lot of really cool stuff happening. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. And on top of that, I have finally started to phase down the day job, the non-comedy nice. job, which is always just help pay the bills to make this comedy thing be what I actually do full time. Uh, so it, I feel like I have been sort of creating the foundation for that for a very long time. I mean, my first open mic was 2006, mm. which is crazy to say oh, wow. out loud. Yeah. I mean, I have not been doing comedy consistently since then. I took a long break. Uh, I joined the Peace Corps. I uh, had liquid shits in the desert for two and a half years oh, yeah. for no money in return. Wait, can you, uh, can you add some context bit. to that or was it just, yeah, we're just diarrhea and desert? No, that's it. That's all that happened there. So you were trying to be uh, a gila monster. Yeah. Was eating scorpions and it did not agree with his tum-tum. That's it. What were you, what were you eating that like, made what? you have so much diarrhea? Let's, um, let's talk so, about the important stuff. Like, Everything. Uh, I was also drinking the water, and I'm sure there is bacteria in there that my in body what country? isn't accustomed to. Morocco. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. You're not supposed to drink the water anywhere. I don't care where you I are. Know. Bottled water all the time. I know. I know. I don't ever drink the water. Frankie won't drink water in New York, and New York's supposed to be the cleanest of you. I don't drink water anywhere. It's bottled or nothing. That's really good practice. And I should have done the same thing, certainly in retrospect. I, I will say it's a little challenging to stick with that when you're with a host family, you don't speak any of their language and they're all sitting around a table with you and they're all offering you things, including you a family. Bitch. <laughs> I feel like that's that, universal. Yeah. No. Eh, yeah. I, um, I feel like I tried some equivalent of that and they, <laughs> they were like, just drink this shared water jug oh, that God. we're passing oh, around the table. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the thing that grosses you? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, totally cool with diarrhea deserts, but but shared water. <laughs> let, me explain, <laughs> let me explain to you how much of a weirdo I am about water. I could open a bottle of water in my house during the day while I'm here completely alone. If I leave that bottle of water for 15 minutes or more, I can mm. no longer drink that bottle of water because I have no clue what's happened to Frankie, it. In that Frankie is who that little girl from Signs grew up to be. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, she's black. <laughs> yeah, she became she became black. But uh, outside, uh, I am literally that little. Maybe, and I was abducted by aliens. But we'll talk about that on another show. So maybe there's something there. Just saying. There could Are be. there? That's great. Well, that's that's the way to stay safe and healthy and avoid diarrhea forever. Yes, uh, true. That's life. true. But also um, a good way to be dehydrated and then maybe get diarrhea that way. Steven, you That's know, I keep, like, I keep like bottles of water like mm. in the cut. And then when I'm out, all the clubs I work, they just give you free water. So I'm always like, let me get a bottle of water. Let me get a bottle of water. Let me get a bottle of water. I feel like diarrhea is like life in Jurassic Park. It finds a way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so that was pretty so, good. Yeah, so, so th- thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, anyway, I did uh, did that. I went to Morocco and uh, uh, just leaned into the whole Peace Corps volunteer thing, learning another language. Uh, what language did you learn? Moroccan Arabic. Oh, say something uh, to me. Anakantakalambilarbiamakhribi, <laughs> Darija. Uh, yeah. We're going to put that through uh, Google Translate she, and edit it. That's very, very good. Your accent's very authentic. Thank Frankie, how you, do you know for saying that. <laughs> you know, um, I, I play that's true. My bad. Fucking but Moroccan, asshole. Moroccan specifically. <laughs> no, not specifically Moroccan, but you, I can hear his accent. Wait, wait what did you say? I, so at first I said yes, I speak Arabic, and then I just said the Moroccan dialect is very different. Mm. Um, I, 
Yeah, I'm so I, I, I learned Arabic in like the deep south in, in Morocco. So it's kind of like if someone were to move here from another country. You don't have a and, southern and, accent, though. Okay. Well, in Moroccan, okay. in, in, in Arabic. Yeah, true. In, in Arabic, I do. So it's like if someone were to learn English in rural Alabama, mm. you know, and then just like that's just how they spoke. But they're from India. But they every time they open their mouth, it's like, you know, you, you expect them expect to see Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> next to him or something. It's it's confusing. So anyway, uh, I confuse a lot of people, a lot of Arabic speakers who I speak with. Um, and uh, yeah, so I leaned into that. And I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life, basically. I was I, I put comedy behind me. And um, when was really, that? This was, so I did Peace Corps from 2007 to 2009. And I... Uh, Coming out of Peace Corps, I was like, I had such a good time. I just hung out in the desert and built these great relationships and learned all about this other culture and like explore the world. So I want to continue to do that kind of thing forever. Uh, and of course, a big part of it was like the meaningful work and feeling like I was, you know, helping in some way. So, uh, so yeah, I went to grad school for international education in like this hippie little town in Vermont. I uh, and uh, it was only after grad school that I found myself in San Francisco and I uh, found myself laid off from a job and uh, went to an open mic, my first mic in like years, and was like, oh, that's a lot of fun. And that's, I think, like a big part of me that I should probably continue to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my first open mic in years, I, I got booked on the showcase. I mean, it was a bringer, but at the time I was like, whoa, showcase. And um, yeah, so then the rest is history. So then I, I've just been... And can you can you keep the B plot going? Where are you in a state of diarrhea at this point in time? <laughs> like right now, currently? Well, in that time um, at open mic. He's like, actually, currently I am constipated. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we've come sure. so far. <laughs> I mean, this this could easily be a podcast all about my stomach issues because nice. it definitely um, is. There's plenty of current updates as well. But um, <laughs> I think anyway, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know that anyone wants that. But Matt, Sometimes I think Matt, that's, Matt, Matt, that's like Matt. All right, Matt, turn it off, Matt. <laughs> we just don't know how this works at all. It's just every time that something <laughs> want to be edited out. Battle, battle, love that's that. That's a great trajectory. I mean, uh, so when is when is the next grassroots comedy production? When can we see another the next show? Yeah, so January twenty sixth is going to be our next one. It's a Kramer Books in Dupont Circle in Washington D.C. Uh, for those of you who have not been there oh, at all books. or been there post pandemic, yeah. um, not that there is really a post pandemic, but. Uh, Anyway, they have shut down the entire road behind the venue. So oh, cool. they've opened it up and they've got these big two, these two big like circus tents and they seat over a hundred people there. So it's, it's oh, great. Wow. They've been banging shows. We've sold out every one for some great causes. We opened up uh first show back in person uh, was a show with my fiance's organization, uh, Lawyers Committee for civil rights, uh, you see how, voting you, rights. You see how thirsty was to say fiance? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I honestly, I, what's the opposite of thirsty? Parched? parched. I'm parched to say, I, I don't, no, it's not the Dehydrated. But, but no, the opposite no, of thirsty is like, I think you have well, diarrhea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you, I need a side note, Stephen, why are you obsessed with BMs right now? What's happening? <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, first Are off, okay? it was it was an obsession with alliteration, diarrhea in deserts, and that mm-hmm. was what really hooked me initially. But now, but now uh, it's just BMs going with the a plot that is Chris's life, and the uh-huh. secondary, and then you have the sub diarrhea plot. Oh no! Uh oh, Matt! Matt! Sorry, sorry, guys. Matt! <laughs> Matt! Oh, he's gonna um, hate I- editing this. <laughs> <laughs> It's just spikes all the way. He's just looking at an audio file that's just like, ah, ah, ah. it's like playing roller coaster tycoon. 
Yeah. So yeah, geez. Let's let's hope. So paid. the first one is. So the um, next one is lawyers. So, or- so 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 yeah. So the the next one is going to be January twenty sixth. Frankly, we don't have a partner yet. Uh, we might do another one. So we've had. Uh, we started with that voters' rights show. Uh, then after that, we had two back to back shows for Afghan refugees, and our last show was for abortion rights. Given sure, sure. Uh, our next show, yeah, January twenty sixth, we're still looking for a partner. Uh, the R- IRC International Rescue Committee has reached out, so we might do another one for Afghan refugees for them, or or something else. Uh, so, so do you so, know what? Where is the money going that is raised? Is it for housing? Is it for what does that look like? For Afghan refugees, uh, good question. So we've supported two different organizations, but they are partners uh, and they do slightly different things. So the first one uh, is Solutions and Hometown Connections. And uh, what they do is they, they really help with what comes after getting uh, refugees settled. So there's a, there's a lot of support around getting people, you know, furniture, getting them shelter, getting them the basic things they need to live. But after that, oftentimes, that's where the support ends. Sure. But there's like so much to, uh, you know, building a new life in a new place, like language skills, education, like just general things that people need to, to navigate their new livelihood here. So, uh, so that's where they come in. And, uh, the second organization, uh, which is Homes Not Borders, um, they do sort of more holistic. Uh, I, I think they do some of the same work that, uh, Solutions and Hometown Connections does, but they also provide, um, you know, more like holistic education support and uh, childcare support and, uh, kind of all of the above sort of support for for readjusting to life. Yeah, it is something that is. Say it again, Frankie. Is this your fiance's group that you're talking about? No, sorry, we moved on. Um, uh, but we can say the word fiance if, <laughs> if you want. I'm going uh, to fiance. All right. Anyway. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, her organization is the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. Um. Oh. But. Uh, but yeah, no. The. The. Organizations we were just chatting about were the the two for uh, Afghan refugees. Gotcha. Um, okay. And our, our most recent one uh, was just a few weeks ago, and that was for Narrow Pro Choice Virginia. Um, okay. Who'd you have on the bill? Given the times, uh, it was an all lady bill minus myself, uh, hosted by Dana. Um, oh, I miss her, yeah. Flightman. She's great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, she used to have this cat bit. That I can't remember it now, but you know what I'm talking about? I don't even know if I'm familiar with her cat bit. Uh, I should ask her about that. Ask her about it. It's about a book she about cats or something. Anyway, whatever. Dana Flightman's hilarious. <laughs> she, she's great. Uh, Natalie McGill was on the show. Denise her? Taylor. Uh, uh, Elena Torres. Oh, um, that's my favorite. It's Elena. And, um, yeah, I, I'm sh- I am forgetting people. Sarah Roche was on it. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, the point is we have these recurring shows and y'all should come to the next one on January 26th. We are expanding too. We're going to, I mean, so with the nonprofit transition, our goal is to have at least, at least a weekly show, a weekly live show in a venue that we uh, have yet to find. Uh, are you guys thinking also- about expanding and going like into like maybe New York or Philly? Or- yes. So remember this started with the question about the dropping the DC and that, that is the answer that I took too long to get to, but yeah, um, uh, we are absolutely planning on going more, more nationwide. So um, we will still probably have like the DC in, in a iteration of it, but it's going to be many different, um, you know, two letter combinations as we move on. So we're going to be GCNY. We're going to have a GCSF, a GCLA. That's the vision to really go national and to to have these different branches that are all doing similar work at the intersection of civic engagement and comedy. I love it. Uh, So that, that's the idea. And we're getting more holistic too. So we also have a podcast. It's, it's new. Hey! Uh, certainly not 40 episodes. <laughs> We're the only ones that can have a podcast. 
Okay. Wow. Hey, hey. Now oh you're God, yeah. on our spot, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, shit. We oh, don't shit. come you around DC throwing our fundraiser comedy shows. What I was going to say is don't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. you. Definitely listen if, to it. I'm not even going to say Well, no, if it. people want to avoid <laughs> it, what is it called? What should they not listen? What should they not What you should for? definitely not listen to is the grass cast uh, that is available. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, it's not like, profits. But, hey, I mean, hey. Sure, sure, Whatever. sure. <laughs> you don't really have to look at the spelling of the grass cast, though, to understand. <laughs> no. um, That's just anyway. for you, buddy. That's anyway, just for you. She's, she is flicking me off with a well-decorated fingernail. <laughs> yeah, finger, it's got a smiley uh, face on my... Yeah. I have a smiley face on my middle finger so I can say, fuck you with a smile. I don't I don't know if that's worse. Like, that's meaner or makes it nice. Kind Definitely of Definitely like, more mean. Yeah. Hey. The smiley face. <laughs> um, yeah, the grass cast is actually pretty dope. I like it. It's cute. Thank you. Thank you. There's like five others that have to do with weed. Uh, but oh, we're not oh, that, that makes one. Sense. We're, yeah. yeah. We have anyway, one. We have one um, that we're competing with that is all about atheism. Yeah. No. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No one's listening to it though. Kind of like ours. But anyway. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Maybe there's anyway, a collab so, we can we could we can make happen somewhere down the road. Honestly, I would love that. That's that's frankly the first thing I thought of when y'all reached out to me about this. Was like, oh yeah, uh, this is kind of obvious because I yeah. feel like there's there's a significant overlap on the Venn diagram. Sure. There is because we do a whole thing where we like when we do live shows, we spot like we did one for Lululemon a few uh, months back, and we'll highlight. I'm um, usually a pretty tough issue, and that um event we highlighted spotlight whatever shown a light showed a light on mental health mm -hmm. uh, and depression and things like that and we had ali maz come on who wrote a book oh, nice. called girl vana and so you know with steven and i kind of talking telling our stories and how mental health has affected our lives and things that we've been through and we brought ali on and mm -hmm. one of the worries was that you know how are they going to infuse levity is it's going to be because it's it's meant to also be funny, poignant, and interesting and informative, right? Mm -hmm. And we fucking nailed it. You know, what I mean, not to just pat ourselves on the back, but it was a very tight rope. And I'd love to bring something like that to DC with you guys. That'd be really fun. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that'd be really cool. Or maybe we can bring it to New York, like come to New York oh, or, or yeah. wherever. It doesn't have to be confined to DC. You know? Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. But yeah, I I love that. I love it. Uh, our, our whole business model is about collaborations. You know, it's it's yeah. these partnerships with these nonprofits, uh, these organizations that are doing good work and comics like yourselves that really like make it work. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're doing the podcast. We, we produced a bunch of like funny videos around the issues, but um, we, we don't have enough. So we'd like to do more. Hence the, uh, the video production person that we're trying to find. Um, and uh, we're also recording an album right now what is that uh, like? which is exciting uh so each episode or each yeah each episode that will be on this album is a product of each comedy show so uh, we have a professional audio guy who uh, records each show with like three different mics and makes it sound real good uh and then we streamline it and cut it down just so it is relevant jokes jokes that relate to the theme in some mm. way uh so if it's a joke about refugee or a joke a comedy show with refugees we take jokes that are related, know, related to, to the topic. immigrant experience yeah it can be like broad broadly related but um yeah so we have so far four episodes uh that are it's like 20 to 30 minutes of content which is just like solidly jokes about a given topic and uh, eventually it's going to end up on Sirius XM radio. That's, oh, excellent. that's, that's the goal. Um, well, I have a so, guy at Sirius if you don't already that I can happily connect you to. I love this. I love this podcast. This podcast is just like networking and like talking business shit, <laughs> like to an audience or with yeah. an audience. This is well, great. it's been, sure. it's been kind of fun. Cause even when Frankie and I do the solo ones, it's kind of just a snapshot of like, here's where we are right now. And there's definitely mm -hmm. been progress from when we started the podcast. And there will be oh, lots sure. of progress this time next year. Because, yo, I was thinking about where I was this time last year. First off, not in a great spot. But also, I just like, all the money was gone. 
And I had just got some of the like virtual comedy shows was always able to like pay rent and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now I'm in this place where 2022 could, it looks very promising. It looks very promising. Yeah. Very promising. Um, yeah. Likewise. And so, so Chris, before we get out of here, I know it's bananas, mm-hmm. but we are at the end of the show. Sure. I would love it. If you would pick one of the um, mm. organizations you've worked with in the past for oh us goodness. to put in the notes of this podcast and then give people an opportunity to give that organization some of their money. Mm, my goodness. Um, oh, there's just so many good ones. Let's do the fiance's group. Uh, yeah, you know, that, that's good. That's they, good. That's a, I feel a like safe they're choice. on the front line for humanity, right? Um, I mean, yeah, voting rights. That, yeah, there's so let's, a, yeah, hell yeah. That's there. so important yep. right now. So let's... So, Arguably the most important. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. So this is the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. Uh, Please donate. They do really important work on voting and uh, making sure that everyone who can vote is able to. Uh, And uh, uh, yeah, it it could not be more important, especially with all this voter suppression that's happening. Uh, Beyond that, they do important work just for equity in general. You know, the fiance is I guess the fifth time that we've said it now is great. Um, she uh, is doing a really awesome work working with black farmers right now oh, in the I South. She we just got back from before. Atlanta and uh, yeah, is doing really important work to make sure that they keep the property and get what's, what's owed to them Good. and, um, you know, fighting for their rights as well in the deep South. Yeah. Uh, give that talk. money. Say the name of her org again one more time. Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. Lawyers for Committee civil for rights. Civil Rights. Awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, they kind of bury the lead. It's like, why are you going to open with like having Lawyers Committee right. in your name? Like, there's, there's yeah. you don't see anyone out there saying save the lawyers. Even if it was like know? legal committee or right, it's like you should just say Civil Rights Committee. Because in my in lawyers. my head, it's like they have big galas <laughs> where it's twenty thousand dollar plates, and everybody talks about how great they are. But that's not what they are. I, so I need you no. guys to understand that's not what they are. Yeah, no, that yeah. is not what they are. Nope, they're nope. good. They're the they're the good ones. They're the good. They're, they're the good laws. ones. They're yep. the good ones. I yep. love it. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Where can we find you? How can we find grassroots comedy? Like, what's going on with that? How yeah, thank you. Guys? you. For asking. So everything is on our website, grassrootscomedy.com. Check us out. All of our social is there. Uh, our contact information is there. I'm going to be posting those job ads. Uh, oh, those, those job postings there for anyone who would like to get involved. Uh, and yeah, I, we can just leave it at that. Grassrootscomedy.com. Keep it awesome. nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is our dear friend, Mr. Chris Blackwood. Please go follow Grassroots Comedy everywhere on all the stuff and all the things. Check out their podcast, but never before nonprofit. <laughs> Grasscast, I'm sure it's fantastic. I have been Frankie French. And I'm Stephen Campbell. Go like, subscribe, share, tell yeah, somebody. To- we- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, and we are the, the nonprofit. I'm going to fucking murder the you. The nonprofits. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye.